State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Reasonably Shady, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of Reasonably Shady. I am Giselle Bryant. What's up, everyone? This is Robin Dixon. Thank you once again for giving us your ears. Yes, especially in the summertime. Because, you know, like in the summer, people go vacay. I know. People are outside, outside. They're traveling. Yes, they are. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, to be they're listening. The pool, they're eating crabs. Or maybe they listen to us at the pool. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Or maybe they're, you know, there's people, hopefully you're still working out and right. you're listening to us on your workout. Yep. Or on your way to work, but you, you're really not working these days. Who's right. working? Right. By the way. People are. It's traffic still. And, okay. But the traffic and the working in the, the, in the gas prices. So I saw something on the internet about the gas prices in other countries. Oh, I know. They're like double R's. Yeah. It is absurd. What is happening? I don't know, but I, I'm going to talk to Putin. When is I'm this? I'm call Putin. Okay. When, when I need to look up like traditionally so first of all they said inflation is 
at 9.1%, which is like the highest it's been in like 40 years yes. or something, 41 years. It's out of control. W- when is that going to go backwards? When it When is that going to reverse? Like how right. long are we going to be in this? Because this is uh-huh. a mess. Mm-mm. Something bad is going to happen, but I pray not. Yeah. But in order for it to switch, something bad's got to happen. Okay, wait. Can we talk about, like, is Russia still, they still fighting? <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. I don't know. But if they are, I'm about to call Putin. I keep telling y'all I'm going right. to call. I'm like, like, cut I'm it out. Line. Anyway, all right. Per usual, we're getting into our reasonably shady moment of the week. And I, I'm just going to go right into it go because it. these kids of mine, you know what? <sighs> just when you think they love you, <laughs> they slap you in the face and, and you realize Maybe they don't. Oh, what happened? So I've got to go out of town mm-hmm. and it's kind of been stressing me out a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm leaving them for longer than I would normally leave them. Yeah. And I've been like all up in their face, mm. jumping in their beds, trying to be up under them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, ma, get away. Aww. So I'm like, guys, look, I'm traveling. I'm doing, I'm doing some things and I'm really going to miss y'all. And they're like, bye ma. <laughs> like they don't care at all Aww. that I'm leaving. And I feel like my kids are a little shady. They're a little bit too much like me. Yeah. But you know, when you're gone, they'll miss you. So, oh, okay. but, but, def- but that is kind of like, okay. So was there a time or how long ago was it when the same scenario be, would be taking place? Yeah. And they're like, oh no, we're going to miss were, you. And they're crying. Well, I, I, we, we went from tears. Yeah. I used to get tears. Yeah. To, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss you. And them wanting to like get every piece of me that they, that they could before I left. Right. To, they don't give two Just craps bye. about me. <laughs> They're like, goodbye. Well, they are what? 16 and 17? Yes. Grace is basically putting up the deuces sign. Like, peace out, mom. Yeah. Okay. So I <laughs> so I have, so Corey's 14. So I have like. A couple more years. A couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's still, you know, I feel like a lot of kids at 14 are, are ornery like that. Like they don't want anything to do with their parents. Corey's still like likes me he still yes. loves me and loves me but yes dang, he does much long okay no. well i'm sorry it's okay you have me i know i yeah. know robin doesn't care about me either but anyway <laughs> do you have a reasonably shady moment i do it's just another vent kind of situation i'm venting. Okay. so you know you go to the nail salon you get your you know your your mani and your petty mm-hmm. and the nail salon they're like oh you want gel on your toes and like usually i'm like no i don't need gel i'm just gonna do paint or yeah. really polish or whatever but like white paint chips so i was like yeah let's do joe okay okay worst decision ever (laughs) worst because it it really weakens your toenails and so like my big toe like look at this you see this like it literally my nails split like oh wow deep and not that it hurts but it's like if you just like play with your toenail yeah it's it's splitting it's coming off oh my gosh okay so robin, your toenails are weak robin's gonna take a picture of her toenail that we're talking about she's gonna post it on her stories because it looks crazy okay, okay. <laughs> i mean but this could the, the piece came off but it literally was like pu- flipped up that whole that whole piece was just like flipped up so the gel like really weakens your toenails i said okay i didn't know that that's good yeah. to know that's yeah. good to know people that's a that's a good tip and okay and oh so this is the second time i had to so this toe my other big toe this is acrylic on my toe because the gel weakened my toenail. You know, so when they, so when I got my nails polished again yeah, and I had like a big split in it, right? They're like, oh, well, we can't pull that off. It's going to hurt. So let's put acrylic on it. So I literally <laughs> have acrylic on my big toe. So you got tricked into acrylic. Basically is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, it's just acrylic right here, but I'm, I'm taking this out. Like I don't shit. And now I feel like I'm stuck. Right. Cause it's the summertime. Oh, right. So I can't. So if I take the gel off, 
you know, you want to let your, give your, your nails time to like get stronger and, and grow in. Right. But it's the summertime. I can't have my nails, my toenails not painted. No, that Juan Dixon is not having that. <laughs> he is not walking down the street with you and your toes are jacked yes. up. Yes. And then when, if I take the gel off of these nails, they're going to be so weak. I don't know what to do. Well, listen, Am I stuck? Yeah, you stuck. You're stuck with gel on your toes until, like, until you're 75. <laughs> <laughs> until like the fall, until it's time to like cover the toes up. All right, guys, we have an amazing show for you guys. We are talking to none other than Carlos King, King, King. And if you don't know who he is, um, and I have to really explain to you who he is, you might be a loser. So here it is. <laughs> Reasonably Shadesters, we have for us today a guest who really needs no introduction, okay? But we're going to introduce him anyway. So he is, what is he, Robin? Oh my gosh, the producer extraordinaire, Mr. Carlos King. Yes. The producer of many, many, many television shows. He's got a new podcast. He's got a new nighttime talk show. Yes. Carlos, but like, let us, get us right. Tell us, run down your <laughs> resume. Yes. Okay, because we don't want to mess it up. We run don't want to mess it up. Run it Tell down. us everything. Yes. Oh, well, you guys did a great job. So, you know, people call me the king of reality television. I've people been- or you? Or yourself. Self-proclaimed. Oh honey. <laughs> oh, honey. Like Beyonce's Beehive, I don't come up with the moniker my fans do. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Yes. So, you know, I am called the king of reality television. I've been producing reality TV for 15 years, starting with The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which was my first reality show. I'm the first black man ever to executive produce a real Housewives franchise yes. and pave the way for others. Hey, Eric Fuller. Yes. <laughs> and, I love you, Eric. <laughs> we love Eric. Um, I have a late night show on OWN called The Nightcap with Carlos King. Yep. That airs Saturdays at 10 o'clock on the Oprah Winfrey Network. I'm the creator of the Love & Match franchise, which has Huntsville and DC starring Giselle's best friend, Monique Samuels. <laughs> oh, Lord, and don't do it. I have don't. a podcast called Reality with the King, which is a shady, reasonable podcast. So, yeah. Okay. So, we're going to start with some icebreakers a little bit. Okay. This is rapid fire. Rapid fire, Carlos. Okay. You ready? Okay. Favorite color. I'm ready. Favorite color. Blue. Blue. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. Nicki Minaj or Cardi B? Nicki Minaj. Potomac or Atlanta? Ooh. <laughs> no shade. Right now, Potomac. Okay, and, and no shade because we love Atlanta and they paved the way. Yes. Yes, but, they, but they paved the way. But don't make anybody mad. I agree. Us, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> yes, but Carlos King has said Potomac. Okay, and that's huge just for the record for Carlos to say that because we know that Atlanta is your baby. You know, when it comes to producing and when it comes to talking about the Real Housewives of Atlanta, they, it's, it's simultaneous. What's not simultaneous? Yeah. Simo is, what? Carlos is in the equation. Okay? Oh, okay, there is no Atlanta without Carlos King. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you know what, Thank Carlos? You. I on um a recent episode of Reasonably Shady, I kind of went on a rant about how I feel like social media has kind of um changed the landscape of of the Real Housewives. Like we were kind of being nostalgic about early Atlanta Housewives. Yes, you know seasons one through four or five, whatever. And I was saying I really feel like now because social media is so prevalent and, and, you know, almost so toxic that 
it has changed the way that people on these shows act and the things that they say, the things they do, the way that they look. So right. that now you're not really getting the real raw person and the things that they would really say and how they would interact with one another. You're getting people who are guarded, who filtered. are worried about, yes, filtered, who are, wor- who are worried about, you know, what the fans are going to say. Being canceled. And, yes, mm-hmm. being canceled, dealing with the backlash of social media. Like, so do you agree with that? Because I, I was like... I really miss, you know, not that, you know, it's just when you think about it, it's like, wow, like you, if you sit and watch Atlanta season one, two, three, it's so different than anything that's on TV right now. Yeah. If you watch Beverly Hills seasons one, two, three, it's so different. Like things have just changed so much. So do you agree? What's your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I agree 100%. I produced the first episode, first season of The Real Hospital of Atlanta in 2008. Right? Okay. So I was there when NeNe Leagues, Kim Zosiak, Sheree Whitfield, Deshaun Snow, Lisa Wu, like, these women were the blueprint. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they were the blueprint is because they didn't have anybody to study. Right. They were truly being themselves. There was no social media. What has happened now, especially when it comes to, let's talk about the Housewives fan base. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Housewives fan base, who I love because they follow my career, they're fantastic. Right. We all love some them. Some of them, some of them are very toxic and it's it it's 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 ruining the fun of watching the show and it's ruining the fun of producing the show. Mm-hmm. I will say when I left season nine of the Real Hospitals of Atlanta, it was around the time where I felt that some of those women were behaving because they cared about what social media was going to say. Yes. Right? Yes. And 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 they they come across very guarded. I'll give you an example. Dorit on Beverly Hills was iconic when she first came onto the scene. She was interesting. She was fun. The fans hated Dorit her first and, and second season. But I loved her because I said she's ballsy, she's brave, and she speaks yeah. her mind. Dorit is so boring. She <laughs> has nothing going on. Twitter ruined Dorit. I do not care about the rented clothes that you get from the stylist (laughs) in the 90210 zip code. I could care less about your alleged um, businesses of you trying to make over a corner of a restaurant and we don't see it anymore. (laughs) I do not care about your wedding dresses you're trying to promote when I haven't seen it all this season. Time out, time out, time out. Okay, first of all, first of all, we started this and y'all, I don't think we recorded it. Carlos said he was reasonable and Giselle is shady. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Okay, <laughs> this man is a shady one. Yes, this is shady. This is, this. He read Dorit like a new book called he Cat sure and Hat. He sure did, and he wasn't done. You interrupted him. Continue, please continue. Oh well, I'll I'll finish by saying Dorit is the perfect example mm-hmm. of how social media can ruin a reality star who had the potential mm-hmm. to be iconic. Yes, and and. And that is sad. And that's why, last but not least, my love and match Huntsville cast, their four seasons in, none of them are on Twitter anymore. Because mm. they said to themselves, I no longer can do my job 
if I read comments based on what these people think about me. Right. So let me do let me do let me do this. Let me continue being great on my show where I yes. make this money and not care about what you guys saying on twitter.com. Yeah, right. and and you know that's me and Robin's story. Yeah, I'm like not you on know, Twitter. you know we don't play around with the Twitter. Um now, I do have a question because you and I were on because this offended me a little bit, Carlos. I'm going to put a little caveat out there first. You and I, were, we did this little E behind reality television or something, like the, the story of reality yeah. television. Okay. So in mm-hmm. that, you talked about NeNe Leaks and yeah. the greatness and the bigness of NeNe Leaks, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, with the first time I saw NeNe on Atlanta, which was like, Season one, ep one, first scene, there's Nene. I was like, holy shit, she's a star, right? And, yep. and you, in that interview, it, I felt like you were taking credit for, for, for Nene and her personality and her character and everything. Not her character, but just like her uh-huh. rise, right? <coughs> okay. And I mm-hmm. was like, no, Carlos, you can't do that. And I took, I took it personal only because I am on the other side of the camera and I would never want any mm-hmm. producer to be like, oh, I made Giselle, I made Robin. If it wasn't for me, them bitches wouldn't be shit. Like, I, I would hate that. But to my, in my defense, I never said those things. But, but continue. No, 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 no. So the question, well, you, you kind of did a little bit, Carlos. So, do, no, no, do, okay, so, the question, said, so the question is, do you feel like without Carlos, Nini would not be as big as she is. I guess is the question. Oh no, not at all, not at all. So let's let let's go back a little bit because one thing about me, you know, being from the world of journalism, <laughs> and my Porsche voice, <coughs> is I remember the facts. So when you and I both were on, um, I think it was called Reality Rewind. Andy Cohen produced it, and they. When I say they, the producers asked me questions about Nene Leakes in the first day we met. Yeah. And I said, when I met Nene Leakes, she was a star. I fell in love with her. She said, hey, bitch. I said, oh, bitch, we're going to be friends forever. Like, <laughs> I I love her. And what I did say, which is true, is that Nene would look at me and my mannerisms. And she would be like, oh, that's funny. And she would always, you know how, like, growing up in a black household, how your parents be like, Giselle, Robin, go dance for the people. Go, go dance, for, <laughs> go, go sing in front of the friends. Like yes, when, when the yes. friends would come over. So on set, Nene would have her friends over, and she was like, Carlos, come here, do that thing you did when you used to swipe your bangs away. And I would be like, Yes, and she said, Yes, honey, yes, I love it, I live. <laughs> so then she started taking my mannerisms, and she would apply it. On camera, okay, and right. people That's what he said. and people yeah. would be like, "Why are you acting like a gay black man?" People always say like, "Nene mm. acts like a gay black man." Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was saying Giselle that I'm the gay black man that she was acting like. So okay. I'm glad we talked about that. But no, I would never take credit for her success. But I will say this, <laughs> and quote <laughs> me it, on please. this. Yes, quote. Every great female reality star is great. Because she has a producer. Oftentimes, it's a gay boy. Oftentimes. (laughs) Who is able to pull out the best. And when I say that, I'm not saying we take credit for no one's success. My, my, My thought process in this is when you look at Beyonce and Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson, like these great performers, 
oftentimes they have a gay choreographer. A gay, like there, there's something about that relationship that happens. And I believe the reason why Giselle, you were one of my 10 greatest housewives of all time is because- And we're gonna get to that. We're gonna talk on, about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're great on your own. Don't get me wrong. But, and I, I'm gonna stop saying his name because he's very private, but there's a producer who works on Potomac, um, a gay black man who is beyond talented and a genius. And I think because you have a trusting relationship with him. Very true. And, and, a, and, a, and a key key <laughs> that, that it, it, it brings out the best in you. But, but, but by no means will I say he's the reason why you're number nine on my list. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. 
Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. So let's get to the list really quickly because I had some questions about this list. Now, I was happy that I made it on the list. I was honored because Carlos King does not give out uh, accolades easily at all. Okay, we know that. So Kyle Richards was not on the list, right? Mm -hmm. And that was confusing to me because I feel like she's held Beverly Hills together for 14 seasons or however long Uh, they've been. I, 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 I will agree with you. So then why wasn't she on the list? She was not on my top 10 list. Right. Now, when I do my top 20, <laughs> Kyle would be number... <laughs> 11. <laughs> Kyle I'm done. Would be, <laughs> Kyle would be between 11 and 20. But okay. let me tell you why. Okay, but That's a no, very but good I, question. I guess the, big, the bigger question, Carlos, is you had Danielle Staub on the list. No shade to Danielle, but Danielle was a housewife for uh, well, how many seasons? 1.2 one. just one and Kyle two, two. only two, only two okay. seasons for, for two mm-hmm. whereas it's like if it I feel like skin in the game speaks volumes right mm-hmm. Kyle has skin in the game like no other and and every season she has a solid season and she keeps that show going so like how Agreed. would how would she be over how would you overlook her to a Danielle style easily name me one iconic thing that Kyle has done Mauricio the splits carlos that's what we got the splits exactly no look i am a huge kyle richards fan i think she's a great reality star kyle richards competing against the top 10 she doesn't hold the candle to a danielle style because at the end of the day and, and I said this, and, I, and, and quote me again, without Danielle, nothing would have happened on New Jersey Housewives, and I was there the first two seasons and can say that without Danielle, the show would be boring. And no disrespect to the Potomac ladies, but we can also look at a show like Potomac and say, without certain people, what would be happening? So because Danielle was on her own and Teresa at that time was very safe and sweet. Teresa's table flip is courtesy of Danielle. Okay. So Fair although enough. Kyle, although Kyle is good at stirring the pot, and, and listen, I think Kyle is great. But when it comes to Nini, Bethany, Ramona, Teresa, Danielle, Giselle, Sheree, I think you had Sheree on there. Sheree, Kim Zosiak. 
Kyle, Kyle is an iconic, but she definitely is a formidable player. Okay, so I heard a rumor that, that because you worked on Jersey the year that the table got flipped, right? Yes. So you, the t- she didn't really flip the table. That was you under the table flipping it for her. I, I heard a rumor. <laughs> no. that, that, uh-huh. that, that was Carlos under the table. <laughs> <laughs> and Teresa took all the credit for Carlos flipping that table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was under the table handing Danielle the book that she placed on the table. And then you oh. and then you flipped it and then you flipped it because you said it's going to be good oh, no. TV. I, I wish I was that. I, I wish I was a little bright genius then, but I wasn't. No, that so, was all Teresa. Was that your first housewife show you worked on before? Was that before Atlanta? That was after Atlanta. Atlanta oh. was first. I did. A, so what's funny is I did Atlanta season one. And, and I had a break for like two weeks. And then I got a phone call about this housewife in New Jersey. And I decided to do New Jersey. Okay. okay. But okay. you weren't you weren't EP on New Jersey, were you? No, no, no. Uh-huh. I was an associate he, producer on Atlanta. He was giving books underneath the table, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't EP. You were a field producer. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's be clear. Ask those Atlanta girls. When I was an EP, honey, I still was on my knees doing something. To make oh. sure the scene was great. Okay. okay. So, so okay, where did you start in in your producing career? Like, how did you get started? Yeah. So I went to college, and I majored in journalism. Because of that, I was afforded these internships. So I interned at The View. Mm-hmm. I interned at MTV. My last internship was at BET. A year later, I got a job as a PA working on 106 and Park and other shows. And then two years after that, I got a phone call from a mutual friend who said, I have this um, opportunity in Atlanta to do this reality show called Ladies of Hotlanta. Uh. You love reality TV. Would you be interested? And I was like, child, let me think. <laughs> and Because I was like, you expect me to leave New York City and go to Atlanta? But I said, you know what? I'm a man of faith. Let me do it. And it was the best decision of my career because the rest is history. Okay. Right, right. So you didn't start, you weren't EP on season one, Atlanta. No. Okay. No, I no. wasn't EP until season six of Atlanta, oh, wow. which is the highest rated season in the we history know. of the network. We know, because, and Nene called uh, Peter a bitch. Now, I have a question. Okay. So, because um, we spoke of you and um, people that have worked, producers on Potomac, who have been very influential in helping us get to where we are. Um, however, give me an honest answer, Carlos. Do you feel like, do you feel like, because you are a man, okay? And, and you're a man helping women tell their story. Do uh-huh. you feel like you can do it better than a woman helping women tell their story? Is there, no, is there a disconnect? Not a disconnect, but, you know, women, we know what we go through. We feel it. Yeah. So I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very great question. No, I don't think... I have a um, an edge over a woman who's also a producer. Um, I think a woman who's producing a show that's dominated by women, she has to be confident in order to be honest with the women and not be intimidated by the woman. And I think the the the, the reality star who's a woman has to be able to feel comfortable sharing your personal business because let's just, let's just be real. Historically. Women don't like to tell other women their business. Period. They just because mm-hmm. it's one of the things where it's like, girl, I don't know you want my man. I don't know you want my life. <laughs> right. I don't know this some single black or white female situation. So it, it takes a minute. 
So when you come to a talented man, gay or straight, there's a guard that's let down, right? Because it's like, well, you can't take my man, and if you do, if, if, and if you can, that's a whole nother issue, <laughs> right? Um, um, and I'm able to at least give you more more of me because my guard is down. So I don't think that um, we do a better job than women, not at all. I think women can do a great job. And what's funny is, let's talk, Giselle. Uh-huh. I remember talking to you. Oh, your first season. I remember. Um, you had a female showrunner, and she called me, and you guys were in the middle of getting a scene together. And Giselle said, oh, Carlos, I thought you were going to be our producer. <laughs> I did. And I was like, where did that come from? That's so funny. I, I wanted I, to ask you that. Well I, well, I knew that we had the same production company people don't know this, but we have the same production company as Atlanta Potomac does. And you were of producers. You're the only person that like, we know their name. Right. So I just assumed that they would, Atlanta was great. So I just assumed that they would take whoever they were using in Atlanta and give them to us so that we could be great. Um, Now I can say that the person that you were talking to, she was great for us. Mm-hmm. She gave us the Absolutely. tools. That, yeah, she gave us the tools that we needed. Season one, season two. I can, Carlos, I'll be honest. I can still hear her in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, she has this saying called fix your face. And there's so many times where like I'm in a scene and that this face is jacked all the way up and I need to fix it. And it's not anything <laughs> that has to, <laughs> it's not anything that has to do with the cast. It's what's going on in producing. Like, the, you know, sometimes the producing of it all could be problematic and, you know, we get upset about it. But, but she gave us, wonderful tools to absolutely get us to a season set no season seven well are we supposed to say that yes okay fine we just did season seven child we know y'all filming honey it's all over the blogs hey hey, i want to talk about no i want to talk about you because carlos you know we might have been in miami and Carlos heard we was in Miami. And when I say we, me, Robin, and some other ladies. And Carlos <laughs> said, let me go meet the ladies of yes. Potomac face to through. face, up close and impersonal. And I totally loved it. Was so happy that you did that. I'm sure you're, you know, you're a really busy guy and you took time out to come and meet us. And just Kiki. I mm-hmm. mean, we had a good old Kiki with Carlos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We for sure like did. an hour. Yes. No. And and listen, and I'll say this, and I don't care who gets mad. I am a black man in this business producing reality TV. And I'm such a fan of reality. And one thing about me is I support all of my black females and males in this genre. Because I know how hard it is to be great in front of the camera being judged by the world. Yeah. So number yeah. one, I want to make it very clear. I am a fan. Number one. I <laughs> Thank you. I watch Potomac and I get my entire life. So when I was told that you ladies were, well, that you two and some other folks were in Miami, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't tell y'all this. I canceled two meetings. Oh, wow. And I said, and I said, I, I, I have to meet them. I'm I'm a fan. Yes. It's like meeting Beyonce. No shade. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, wait. I said, but Carlos, this ahead. is what you don't know. So after you laugh and everything, um, Karen comes up to me and she says, uh, Giselle, did 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 you get to meet the Carlos? Did you did you meet Carlos? <laughs> I said yes, bitch. Before you, yes, I met Carlos. Okay, came and, and he and, come, came and saw me first. And look and look, some other people were like, Carlos was here. I didn't see Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's probably what well, this. I don't know. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, hilarious. No. I listen. I love. I love all of you ladies. But I will say this: it was a pleasure meeting the the two of you. I'm not gonna say who else was in the room because I ain't stupid. But <laughs> I, I I have to say, first of all, guys, Giselle and Robin are gorgeous in person. Oh, thank you. Like. Like no makeup, we we were in the bed. Like when I said to you guys, <laughs> we had a key, we had a key key, and the beauty of talking to Giselle and Robin was they're such great professionals and they know how to do their job. And we just had a, we, I don't want to spoil it, but we just had a good time talking about the show and mm-hmm. the scenes and this and just reality TV. They threw me shade, you know. It was, it was, but it was, it was fun. And I, I want people to know that at the very end of the day, I am a huge fan of Potomac, and I say this all the time. And I'm not disrespecting my Atlanta girls, who I will always love, but the Real Housewives of Potomac to me is the best housewives out right now. Wow! Aww, thank you. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. So wait, before before you switch topics. Uh-huh. So when when you were um when we were in the room, you called Giselle executive producer yeah. and you called me <laughs> co-executive producer. Yes. So what are you when you're watching Potomac? Yes. What are you seeing that makes you think that? Okay. So as a student, no, let, let me not be so humble. As a professor of exactly, reality yes. television. Yes, yes professor, an sorry. expert. Sorry, Dr. Wendy. I'm the professor tonight. So, who? Who? Professor, who? We don't even know what you're talking about. They'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> so, look, when I watch a show, and that and that's the reason why I'm saying what I said earlier was the relationship between the producer and the cast member is crucial because there's a level of trust. And when you talked about the female producer who you still hear in your ear, like, fix that face, I can watch Potomac. And one thing about the two of you, y'all play off of each other. And I'll give a, I'll give a, an example of two scenes that are, <laughs> I, I'll give three uh, very oh, quickly. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'll, Lord. I'll give three okay. very quickly. Okay. <laughs> Season one, episode one. Jeez. Okay. Because I, I, I do this shit for real. When Giselle told Karen... <laughs> y'all had this argument about the crab boil and it was this whole thing in the mirror I I knew in that instance I said oh Giselle is like hmm this has to be in the first episode I'm not going to be a part of anything boring so let me make sure <laughs> to just be honest and since Karen and I are friends in real life let me read her real quick and it won't matter so that's A that's number one number two is last season when Professor Wendy and the two of you were on the couch, you guys were on a cast trip, um, Ashley took off maternity leave to be messy and to deliver the message to Dr. Wendy. And y'all two sat on the couch. Wendy had was fed up to here. Y'all looked on the couch and said, girl, I don't really give a shit. This was a great scene. I'm going to sip on my bottle of water with the straw. And Robin said, I'm going to literally finger myself as you talk about that. I was like, they are a good pair. And last but not least, last but not least, when Ashley and Candace had that altercation in Candace's home 
and Ashley gave the read of, girl, you mean your mama house? This your mama table, which I think is everything. (laughs) And Cam is through the night. That was all orchestrated because Robin said, I'm just going to say it. Uh, Your husband acts as suck Juan's dick. Like, you said it flat out. And then Giselle said, you leaving? Uh Uh-uh, come back in the house. Because we still got more work to do because the crew is here for another two hours. So that's what I mean when I say you guys are the executive and the co-EP of the show. Okay, now now that you didn't broke that all the way down, we must agree and concur. Okay. Um, All right, so switching gears a little bit. Switching gears a little bit. Because I know that, um, not, not I know, but I've heard that you and Andy Cohen... Do y'all have a relationship? Because it seems like right now, the trajectory of your career, Carlos, is similar to Andy, right? Um, Do you feel like he's a mentor to you? Do you feel like, um, you know, do y'all talk? Do y'all kiki? Do y'all go to parties? Do you, are you invited to the Hamptons? (laughs) Like, give us the tea. I am not. (laughs) I am not invited to the Hamptons. No, I'm not. But no, so... He is somebody, obviously, I had the pleasure of working with for all the years I did Atlanta and New Jersey. And when it was announced that I had a podcast, he sent me a a DM and he said, dude, you're killing it. Congratulations. And I, of course, said, thank you. And I said, look, I'm no idiot. Like, you paved the way for someone like me to have a career um, in front of the camera because you shown that it can be done. And at the end of the day, what I will say on record is the fact that he is somebody that definitely paved the way. And I will always give that man his flowers. Yes. Yeah. So are you going to have a surrogate and name the child Apple? (laughs) I mean, what's going to be the baby for you? Well, you know, look, I want to be able to be the face of black unscripted television. So Mm -hmm. I have I have years before that can happen. Okay, very okay. Good. good. When you turn 50, right? Angel's oh, 50, right? Okay, Angel's very good. 50. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got a lot of years before I turn 50. <laughs> so look, in your um, experience producing great reality television, how many times have you gotten cursed out by a yes. cast member? Yes, Is it a range from like... Um, and, and who has cursed you out the most? Who's the best cursed who out that you've gotten? Who does the best? Yes. Y'all gonna get... So I've been cussed out by Nene, Sheree... Candy, Phaedra, <laughs> Portia, Marlo. Kim. I'm sure Kim cussed you. Um, Kim Zosiak. Yes. yes. Um, Kim Fields. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> she didn't know what hit her. She Listen, didn't know what she signed up oh, for. Oh, no, baby. That was and insane. I didn't know what hit her when she yelled at me. I said, yes, honey. You better read me, honey. But no. The only yes. person... <laughs> Who has never yelled at me is Kenya Moore. Oh, wow. Okay. Kenya Moore has never yelled at me. when Ken- So let's talk about this. You know how sometimes a producer can say like, you know what? I think we should talk about this. We'll talk about that. And sometimes you're like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll bring it up. And sometimes you're like, no, I'm not doing it. Right? Mm-hmm. So Kenya, Kenya would give me this look. And I, and I, I, I know she's mad. She'll do this. <sighs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, King is mad. But she she, she has never raised her voice. So wow. the person who has cussed me out the best is, and you're going to gag, Cynthia Bailey. Woo! Wow. 
You know what's funny? That I mean that. So I have cursed out producers too. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me help you, Carlos. Let me help you. Let me help you. This is T. So the first cursing out that Eric Fuller got. Yes, we gonna mention his name. <laughs> Robin Dixon. Yes. Cursed him <gasps> to Phil. You Robin? Yes. Yes. So you, so it's funny you say Cynthia and you know, a lot of people kind of compare me to Cynthia on, on Potomac, whatever. So I'm like, it's funny you say that. Cause it's like, yeah, we might be quiet. We might be the nice, the laid back one, the easy one, but we have it in us. Like you piss us <laughs> off, you piss us off. But I need to know why you cussed him out. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. So um, we, it was season one and it was in the beginning of the season and me, Robin and Katie were going to Sharice's house. Okay. So Katie and I were in the bushes for some reason. That's the, that's, I think that was part of the scene. So what? And we, that, I mean, if to, we were in the car, we were in the, we were in the car, but to, they didn't show that. Oh, we were in the car before we got started. Okay, okay. And there was some information that Katie was told to talk about. And she didn't know not to tell us. She told us before we started filming. Okay, which was which is like a bit because you know Katie wasn't Katie was just we were we were new. Okay, so, so so they were talking about Juan in the scene. So so okay, season one. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know what the hell I signed up for. All I right, did, I did. She knew. I, did. I didn't know what I signed up for. Okay, so so season one. <laughs> before we started filming, just I'm probably revealing too much at this point. So before production started, I they asked me, "Is there anything that's off limits in your story?" Right. You know what? That's a setup. You know how y'all do. It's right. a setup. Right. <laughs> I'm like, they right. asked you that? Okay, go ahead. They asked me that. Yes. And I said, well, you know, Juan, Juan doesn't really want to talk about his financial issues. Okay. Yeah. So we pull up to a scene. We're in a car. We're like, they're holding us. Right. And Katie is like, yeah. Um, I was with Ashley today and Ashley was talking about, you know, Juan had, y'all had $25 and Juan, <laughs> and y'all filed for bankruptcy and all this. And I... Right. I mean, in hindsight, Katie should have saved all of that for the oh, scene. But oh yeah, because that would have been yes. one of those iconic scenes you talk about. That would have been amazing. <laughs> so then Eric that comes to the car to be like, "Okay, guys, okay, guys, it's time for you guys to go into Sharice's. And Robin was like, "Hell, fucking no!" <laughs> Gets out the car, curse Eric out to smithereens. Okay, I, to the, I was clutching my pearls. I said, "Well, goddamn." So um. Robin left. She left the scene. I she left. wasn't even I in quit. the scene. I quit. She I said, quit. "Don't call me no more." I quit. <laughs> this was this was two weeks into season one. Robin quit. <laughs> I told you I didn't know what I signed up for, y'all. This is a know. reasonable shady exclusive. Yes, it is. It is. I quit. I don't. And and I and so for me to still be here seven years later, like I guess I got over really quickly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah, and so now my what I say to people when they get all mad, oh, it's what you signed up for. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely is. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. 
building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Do you believe that this is facts? Because this is what Robin and I always say. We always say that if you get through a season as a people on our side cast, and at, if at some point in the season you didn't want to run away, cry, cuss everybody out, leave your family, and just go hide in, under a rock, then you're not doing your job. Like every <laughs> oh, season, yeah. you got you to gotta throw it all on the yeah. table. Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Listen, 
I will always defend my reality cast, not people I just work with. I'm talking about the industry as a whole. It takes a lot of courage to get in front of a camera and tell your business <laughs> and, and, and to, to, to talk about things that you don't want to talk about. That takes a lot of courage. So if you aren't having anxiety or feeling like I want to quit or feeling like, damn, this is going to be bad, then you are being honest. Because one thing I will say, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody in their lives have something going on that they would prefer to keep under the rug. We all, mm-hmm. I, ha- I have that. There's shit that goes on with me. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. But <laughs> if I sign on to be a reality star, I want to be the best. And I, I have the personality of, if you don't want to be great, then why sign up to do it? Right, right. We 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 totally agree. Well, see, I, my perspective is different because I signed up. Like I said, I didn't know what I signed up for, and when the opportunity presented itself, I was just kind of like, "Oh, you only live once. Okay, I'll yeah. do it. I'll try it." It for me, I wasn't, you know, oh, I want to be, you know, a superstar. And and to be honest, Giselle will tell you, like to this day, I still don't think I'm like famous. Like I'm I'm still. <laughs> it's still weird to me that I'm on. Reality TV. That's just my personality. I'm I'm laid back. I'm on yeah. My body. I don't think. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think you or Ashley care about that. In my opinion. Yeah, and Ashley too. Yeah, we're we're pretty much. I will probably say like I'm the same person today that I was seven years ago or eight years ago yeah. before the show. You know, like it hasn't. It doesn't consume my life. Yeah. Um, and you know, I want to go back to the conversation about you know people you know, watching the shows and, and, and thinking they have to act a certain way. It's hard because it's like on reality TV, it's like, okay, you want to watch because you want to know, like, you want to know what happens, right? Mm-hmm. As, a, as a cast member, I want to say, okay, what's happening on these other shows? But then a part of me doesn't want to watch because I don't want to think that I have to act like Teresa or Dorinda or Ramona or whoever, Erica. Like, I don't want to think, let me watch these shows and act like them and say what they say and do what they do. So... You know, for me, I've always just been like, you know what? I'm going to be myself. Yeah. I'm not really into like, you know, trying to pretend to be someone I'm not. I I know what they say about me. I don't care. You and know, that's why so, you're great at what you do. Yeah. 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 You don't have to be the loudest in the room to have a moment. And to your point, Robin, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Dubai. Right. Which I like to say the Real Housewives of Dubai. Because <laughs> for me... Those women studied every single housewife. Mm. And it's hard for me to get into them because I don't think they're being themselves. What do y'all think? Okay, I've only seen one, maybe one and a half episodes. The only thing that stands out to me is, is, the, is the model girl. Same. Right, I, but I think he's talking about her. I right. feel like... Well, okay, she, but I feel like Chanel. she... Well, yeah. okay, yes. yes she's the main but one. I feel like she's at least entertaining to watch. The others is like paint drying, Right. So she keeps me, I'm looking for her for the next scene. So I will give her that. Y'all, we about to be clips. They gonna clip this up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, but I agree. The thing is this. The thing is this. When you look at someone like Chanel on Dubai, you're already interesting. You're, 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 you're gorgeous. You have this interesting look. Everything about your life to me is interesting. You don't have to try hard to be the moment. Just be you because you already have it aesthetically. 
So Miss Thing, go into the scene and make magic happen. And that's the reason why, in my opinion, and this is no shade, let's talk about it. That's why Potomac yes. became great <laughs> after season two, baby. Not after season two. What happened to season one? See, <laughs> season one was not good. I mean, Giselle and Robin, y'all know one, it was. I think people needed to A, figure out where's Potomac. Where's Potomac? That, that, that who, who, who we are. Yeah. And, you know, let's, let's, let's keep it all the way real, Carlos. TV had not seen people like us. Had not seen light skinned green eyed bandits. Had not, didn't understand. Okay, they they educated. They black women. They went to college. Like you know, <laughs> it, that was so foreign back then. Mm-hmm. And so I felt I felt like people just needed to, especially yeah. our culture, needed to understand. Yeah, we with y'all. Like we we down. We bout about it. Now, I think Bravo wanted to establish us as they didn't. They were confused as to what we were going to be. So it was like this big whole etiquette thing. Right? Remember that? Unfortunately, yes. We uh-huh. didn't get it either. But I don't know. Season two, what happened? We just got ratchet? What, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, I don't know. I guess he's talking about the addition of some people that he works closely with. That's what I'm going to assume. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about, Carlos? <laughs> oh, don't do it. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so this is the portion of the episode of the show, Carlos, in which you can ask us anything. Say whatever you got to say. Yes. Ask us anything. Yes. Tell us anything. Yeah. You know, what you got to say. Ooh. What, oh, and tell us what would you do differently in Potomac? Or if you were a producer in Potomac, oh. what do you see like, oh, you know, are there things that you would have tried to produce differently or, or, you know, I don't know. That's a very good question. Okay, so... I'm happy to report that after season one, where season one had potential, but like Giselle admitted, it was all about etiquette and no one gives a shit about that, right? Right. I am going to say this and I'm going to be very real. Starting from season two, you guys have excelled tremendously to the point of, I wouldn't have done anything differently. Oh, oh, I nice. think you guys have it going mm-hmm. on. Thank oh, wow. you. That's y'all got it going on. Thank you. Really? And I and I've said I've said that the secret sauce and the beauty of Potomac is that you know because we we're the last standing OGs. So like me, Rob, and Ashley, Karen have a chemistry about us that um, people want to see season after season, right? I mean, yes, we've gotten some people that have come and go along the way, but but to keep the originals <laughs> together for this long, I think has been very productive for the show. I agree. I agree. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And your franchise does a marvelous job at casting. Mm-hmm. Y'all cast some good people to be on the show. It's actually really hard to cast our show, though. You know that, right? No, it's funny. I know the casting person who used to do it for years. And he said the same thing, but you guys find great people. Right. In in the midst of the struggle, like Monique and Wendy and Candace and Mia. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ascala. Ascala. No, no, No. (laughs) ma'am. 
Ascala, no man, oh, no man, Carlos. Pam. But I, I, I want to say I think Mia was a great addition. Yeah, I think that she brings. You know, I always like something different. You know, Mia brings something different, and and she and she owns her shit. She she stands on who and what she is. I love that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, but I agree with everything you said. I think everyone has been. I agree. Yeah, I think everyone's been a great addition. And yes, it's really hard to cast this show, but but you're right. It's like finding diamonds in the rough. Yeah, you know, and and it's it, and maybe that's why. You know, I'm still here. I'm the boring one and I'm still here because you can't find that many people to replace me. So, you know, I don't know. I mean- <laughs> no, and let me, I'm going to comment on that and then I'm going to ask all the questions. I don't think you're boring at all. Not everybody on Housewife needs to be this big, boisterous personality. Right. And okay. you need somebody who's level-headed. You need somebody who's the peacemaker. And you need somebody who's there and and not you know, this, 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 this sort of like big, like I said, personality. And I think you offer that to the show. So I don't think you're boring. Cynthia was not boring at all. Right. Um, so it, it does bother me when people say that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think on any show you need balance. Like if you had six Ninis on the show, it would be chaos. Yeah. You know, yes. if you have six Giselles on the show, it would be chaos. <laughs> you know, so yes. you definitely need balance. And <laughs> and then, you know, and then the other thing is like, you know, not everyone is everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. That's why there's six, seven, eight housewives on the show because yeah. you're not going to like every single one. So, yeah. and some people like the, you know, aspirational part of housewives, but other people like the relatable part of housewives. So I just, I mean, I don't know. I think it's good to show both, but I do, you know, I mean, I laugh at it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm still here. If I'm so boring, I'm still here. <laughs> Period. So, you know, I'm obviously doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got time for one question. You have one question. Carlos. Oh my gosh. Just one. <laughs> no. All right. You can have two. You can have two. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. Whoo. I got to make it good. Okay. And y'all better be honest. Would y'all say Monique Samuels was good for the show? <laughs> really? That's your question? Oh, God. Listen, he been dying to so, say her name. Okay. He been dying. So so, so this is, this is probably going to, I don't know, upset some people maybe because people are very sensitive. So when season one, when we filmed the show and season one was about to premiere, I said... We don't have any color on this show. I said, we're too light-skinned. We need some brown-skinned people on the show. And I said, people aren't going to connect with us. You know, people who are, you know, used to watching Atlanta, I said, they're not going to connect with us because they're going to just see a a cast full of light-skinned people. So when Monique was casted, I was so happy. I was so happy to see a beautiful brown-skinned woman cast on our show who's living the Potomac life that they wanted to see. I thought she was a fabulous addition to our show. You know, not just for that reason alone, but I thought that was so important for people to see that um, and for, for them to be able to connect to us. And I mean, yeah, I, do I think she was a good addition to the show? Of course, we, we had success. So, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, a lot of it is that people tuned in. They saw Monique. They said, oh, well, let me watch this show and see what it's about. And then people were able to appreciate the show for what it was and and not mm-hmm. look at the show and say, I can't relate to anyone. So just yeah. for that reason alone, I think she was a great addition. And uh, so I agree with everything that Robin said, but currently she's exactly where she should be, <laughs> which is with you. 
no. <laughs> on another network. <laughs> no, and I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay, so my next question, it'll be quick. Is is two and one, but it's easy. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Ready. Out of the current Real Housewives of Potomac cast, besides Giselle and Robin, who is the top housewife that you think brings it? And who is the least interesting housewife that brings it? Oh, Lord. Okay, I can, I can answer this because it's because I think it, it changes year after year. It does change every It changes year. year after year. But I can say, and this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for season seven. I hope Andy don't fire me. Karen come, brings it this season. Yes, she does. It, it, wait, wait, wait. Meaning Karen is Karen is one to straddle the fence, not give her opinion, you know, kind of play it safe. The grand dame does not do that. Okay. And the least. Mm, okay, go ahead. She doesn't. No, she, she, we, she's spilling tea. Like okay. Karen was spilling tea this season. Give that when does she ever spill tea? Agree. She hasn't spilled tea in seven seasons. Listen, I'm telling you, I think it's a different side to her. I know why Rama's not agreeing with me right now. And the least, who would you say is the least? Uh, what was the question? Who's the least, the least interesting the, this season? Least interesting? Least or interesting. Least, least important or least valuable? <laughs> All of the above, sis. Look, I'm going to let you answer that. Can Wait, wait. Let me answer the first part. I, I don't agree with um, Karen. I'm going to say Ashley. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, but but I think Ashley is not a surprise, right? No, considering last year, yeah, I think I feel like Ashley... Saw last year and was like, oh, it's it's time to play. And you're going to see a very different, a very, you're going to see a different Ashley. You're going to see the old Ashley, but you're going to see a very different Ashley. Yeah. Okay. True. True. Okay. So Karen and Ashley, we'll give it to them. Okay. Yeah. Lord, the least interesting. We're not going to answer okay. that. We're not going to answer that in the second part. <laughs> you can answer it. It's just like process of elimination. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, okay. I, 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 I'm not answering. I, I, I know, I gotta, we can't. Listen, Carlos, I'm going to answer that. Okay, this is what we're going to do. The season's going to premiere. We're going to talk to you again on your podcast. Yeah. And I will answer that question for you. Okay. And I will give reasons why. Okay? Fair? Is that, that fair enough? That's more than fair. That's, I mean, that's we know our answer, Because the thing about it is this. Okay. I think I may know who the answer is, but I don't want to speculate. So we will wait. And you'll announce it on Reality with the King podcast yes. with so, me. Yes. Okay, perfect. Okay. Yes. So, yes. So tell us No, no, think. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm no, not spoil don't, it. no, I'm don't not spoil it. it. No, but, don't spoil but it. But I will don't, say this. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll say this much. I am hearing this upcoming season, darling, is explosive and fantastic. And, I heard the same thing. And you I guys, heard the same thing. You guys are coming for the crown of Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, listen, Carlos, um, I concur. Listen, <laughs> I I heard the same thing, and you know, I hope the ratings reflect that. Yes, that's, yes, that's yes, all yes. I gotta say, wow. Carl. Before we leave, let's let Carlos talk about okay your podcast, your yeah, show, all that, your stuff, like, all your like, what not, time they come on. Not that he hasn't already done that during no, the whole no, podcast. Just tell us, like, <laughs> yes. when, you know, what time they air. Yes. Where we can find them. Okay, by the way, by the way, this was like the best kiki we've had on Reasonably Shady in a very long time. Like, Carlos, you are a good kiki all day long. I know. I feel like we we should make this a regular thing. I I love y'all. No, we'll have him back. Okay, after we're like midway through season seven, after that starts airing, 
We're going to have you come back so you can give us your critiques mm. on season seven. Okay? Yes, that's good. I no, like I, I would love it. But no, no, I'm just going to say that what the listeners just heard is exactly what happened when we all met for the first time. It was it was a key key. It was fun. So I'm glad that you guys felt that chemistry. I just want to let the listeners know, Carlos is very tight. And oh, yeah. You work out because I remember when, it, when we saw you, I was like, Feeling on your on your biceps. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, he works out. Those arms yes. are done, just, honey. I just want to let y'all know. He... Carlos King is a snack. Yes. Okay, be clear. He is nice be and toned clear. And that thing is snackable. <laughs> yes. Okay, he does not play on our side that. of the street, and that is totally fine. <laughs> it's fine. But for the other side of the street, he is quite snackable. Yes. Okay, so we can, boys, we can still eat your heart it. out. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Come, come for the king, and in a different kind of way, come <laughs> but, for the king. Oh, okay. Oh, you know. You know. Oh, Lord. But you know, I remember he smelled good. Yes. And he was nice and tight. Yes. That, was, <laughs> that thing. Okay, Carlos. All right, y'all. And I'm not so mad at the his DMs, y'all. I'm not mad at the little salt and pepper. Little salt and pepper. Smells good. Yes. And tight. Yeah. No, yes. he's no, he's he's not rich. He's rich, rich. He's okay. rich. He wealthy. He the double rich. <laughs> well, okay. All right. We have to go, Carlos. We don't got no more time. All right, y'all. Listen to for Carlos's podcast. I love y'all. Listen. All I'll say is. Follow me on at the Carlos King underscore to find out what I'm doing. That's it. Love y'all. Love, Love you. It. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Right. Bye. Reasonably Shady is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And you can connect with us on social media at Robin Dixon 10, Giselle Bryant, and Reasonably Shady. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
away. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.13. 9% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.